Hello, hello everyone and welcome to the third innings. My name is Maxwell Charles, but alongside me as always is my co-host and good friend Prasuk James. So Prasuk, a lot to go through today. We've got upcoming tours, new series, series ending, listener questions, a bonus segment and much, much more. So let's just get into it. Yeah. Nepal is set to host our boys, the boys in orange, the Netherlands and Malaysia in a tri-series towards the end of April. The Netherlands have released their squad, and generally, it's the usual suspects. You know, the likes of Cooper, O'Dowd, Sailor, players like that. However, they have included Aryan Dutt, uncapped 17-year-old from Face AC, nice little all-rounder, and Vikram Singh, 18-year-old from VRA, who made his debut in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pumped to see our boys back in action. What about you, Prasad? I'm I'm pumped as well. I remember mm. having a net with Vikram last week, mm. and he looked in form. How'd you go against him? Get him out. He was trying to bowl bounces at me. Mm. I think he was trying to get me out, but you know me. Mm. Duck and cover. Exactly. I know the plan. Well, yeah, we're very much looking forward to that. In the other part of the world, in New Zealand, mm -hmm. New Zealand smashed Bangladesh in the first T20 they're playing. Mm -hmm. They beat Bangladesh by 66 runs. Oof. They scored a massive 210 for three in the first innings, in the, uh, the only innings in the T20, and restricted Bangladesh for 144 for eight. Devin Conway, who wasn't picked at the IPL auction, he's, he scored a 92 not out of 52 balls. Still any, any chance of a team picking him? No, like Ashwin said, four days too late, mate. True. Ish Sodi with the ball, picking up four wickets for 28 of four overs. Not much to say about Bangladesh. Uh, one would have thought it's more competitive for them to participate in the T20 as compared to the ODIs, but didn't see much of any change in the team or in the gameplay from them. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting what happens in the rest of the series. Yeah. So with the, for Bangladesh, it like you said, it seems like the same problems are coming over from the ODI series. One of those being a lack of penetration with the ball. So they have had New Zealand... Uh, on a low score in the like uh, on a low score early in their innings 52 for free something like that again yesterday they were, uh, dismissed one of the openers for a duck but it's their inability to then go on from that they always give them a let off it's yep. their that extra change bowler who then lets mm. them down that kind of thing uh and that's something that they're going to really need to plug up uh was Shakti back for this game i don't I'm think sure. so i don't no. think so either no. i think he's he, still out for the series and they need him back if he is back we should know that so he isn't back because exactly. we don't know it. Yes. <laughs> so he's not back. <laughs> he should be back. Either way, like we said, over the ODIs, he is just integral for this Bangladeshi team to have any chance of winning a game, really. And he's saving himself for the IPL, as he clearly mentioned. As he mentioned yeah. to the Bangladesh cricket board. <laughs> can I have a can I not play some test matches, I think? Because for the country, yeah. Yeah, because I want to go. After being out for a year for some sort of relationship with a uh, bookmaker, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bangladesh were recently playing West Indies. They had a bit more fight there than they do against New Zealand. West Indies are putting up another fight against another subcontinental team, this time Sri Lanka. So they've been having the ODI series, having the T20 series. This series feel like feels like it's been going on longer than the England-India series. It's mm -hmm. been that long. But they just completed the first test. The West Indies won the toss and chose to bowl. That proved to be a smart plan. Sri Lanka were rolled for 169, with Holder doing the bulk of the damage with 5 for 27. Wow. Roach took 3 for 47, 
Shannon Gabriel was absolutely terrible. <laughs> he took none for 22 off nine, but that was the most ridiculous test match bowling I've ever seen. Like, I think he bowled two wides in a row, and uh, sure, two wides in a row is not unheard of. In a test match. But in a test match, and exactly the same ball. <laughs> so, misses basically the entire cut strip on the offside, almost goes to first slip, and then the next follow-up board, bowl, ball was so close to being a full full toss no ball, but mm. it wasn't. Just snuck under, and it was just, it was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. That's the word to describe it. Disgusting. Anyway... He finished with number 22 off nine. The Windies, in reply, posted 271. Cornwall, making a career best of 61. Saranga Lakmal took five for 47 for Sri Lanka. And how good was it to see the big man, Rackham Cornwall, finally getting some runs with a bat? It was. It was good indeed. Uh, normally, we see him bowl his offies. Mm. And it's not much expected. I think he bats at nine, mm. number nine. And... It's not, not much expected from him to put, put a lot of uh, effort to the bat. But we have seen in the past with West Indies, they have players like Jason Holder who bat very low down the order. Mm. But they are very reliable. And West Indies would hope Rakeem Cornwall can be one of them. Yeah. Can uh, follow the footsteps of the world rank one all-rounder at the moment. Mm. And uh, support Windies in the future. Yeah, definitely. He, he, very promising batsman at first class on list A level. And he just hasn't been able to transform that over the tests yet until now made in 50 for him in sri lanka's second innings they got the house in order with a massive total of 476 after being bowled for 169 in the first innings to go ahead and score almost 300 more runs in the second innings that's a fair effort patum sanka 103 on debut has a first class batting average of 61 steve smith-esque <laughs> manus labashkachni-esque just beautiful he had ample support um, from Oshada Fernando, 91, and Nirashan Dikwala, 96, both falling agonizingly close. I think it will take uh, two Nisankas to make the height of Jason Holder. It could do, could do. Like, I think Holder would be two and a half timber Bavumas yeah. as well, that True. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Scoring 100 against two bowlers, basically. Mm. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a good task. It should count for double the runs then. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Dick Weller changed the name on the back of his shirt? He dropped the K. Now he's D I C Weller. Oh yeah, I noticed that. So it's still Dick Weller, but still Dick Weller, but yeah. Dice Weller. <laughs> Dice Weller. Dice He's now Balkan. Well, we came into the last day with all results still possible on the cards. However, Nakumra Bonner posted a maiden tongue of 113 not out of 274 balls. Looked really good in Bangladesh. Cashed in on the goods here at home. And he's making selection headaches now for the West Indies, something they haven't had for a long time. Besides, where have all our players gone? That was the usual selection headache. He also had ample support from skipper Craig Brathwaite, scoring at his usual rate of 23 off 124. And the big man, King Kyle Mayers, 52 off 113. It looked like the Windies were going to really go for that win, mm-hmm. chasing not too big of a score. I think it was something about 350, maybe 360, yeah, something around that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, until really Carl Mayers got out and then they shut up shot. Mm-hmm. Jason Holder out there at the end with Nakuma Bonner. They finished at 236 for four and completed the draw. What do you think of that game? Yeah, especially a special mention for Bonner as well. It, it, I think he was a 99 and mm-hmm. then he faced eight dot balls mm-hmm. and he was looking a bit edgy. The, the rain were coming, was coming down, the groundsman mm-hmm. was preparing the, the covers and mm-hmm. he was getting nervous. Can I get to my 100 or not? 
but he managed it in style uh the game yes as you mentioned longer it seems longer i think it's because it went into fifth day mm. we are not used to seeing that in the recent past mm. <laughs> test match is going into five days and the, then hold up there's a fifth day <laughs> yeah exactly Wait, i only just left gujarat like <laughs> 19 years ago i didn't know there was a fifth day of test cricket i thought there was only two and the the match was uh, resulted in a draw as well so Oof. a test match can result in a draw to the listeners all the listeners what a shit sport <laughs> five days and no one wins <laughs> and both the teams were still happy because both the teams mm. had their chances of losing and winning the game mm. and west indies probably were the happier side because they batted for more than a day mm. batting lost on True. that sort of a deck so they would be the happier side going in yeah coming out it'll feel like for sri lanka they lost this game yeah. whereas for the windies it's one of those things with draws the windies will feel like they won this draw yeah. sri lanka will feel like they lost this draw when really no one won anything and that's the beauty of test cricket yeah, exactly you know who else lost yeah england. <laughs> yes england lost again maybe you can tell us a bit about that yeah so the the decider is going on right as we speak um we have seen in the odi series two very high scoring games both the teams have crossed 300 on each occasion i think england didn't manage to do that in the first odi yeah. but they were bowled out in uh, early 40 overs so the run rate was there uh, the current series uh, situation is leveled at one all with india almost having the game in the bag Yeah, Adarshi just been dismissed for 19 of 22, leaving Sam Curran 47 not out currently. So basically Sam Curran would need to score a century to win this game and Mark Wood will have to survive to in order to England. So to I think win. it's fair to say we can give them the trophy already. Yeah. So they'll be happy uh, uh they'll be the happier side but we have seen in this series uh, it, there were a lot lots of uh, ebbs and flows with the first game going into india's hands eventually although in england had a very good start with the openers firing and the second game was just bizarre it was one sided even though the first team batting first uh, scored a 336 mm. was still one sided and that tells you the kind of cricket we are seeing these days yeah yeah early early in the innings in india it seems difficult to be able to pick up wickets mm. we've seen larger opening partnerships on both sides yeah. whether it was today with uh, uh darwan and sharma or the uh, two days ago with roy and bestay yep yeah, yeah that, that was one of the changes we saw in the indian batting today the openers fired they had a partnership of more than 100 and they at a good rate as well because normally one of them at least is watchful but today both of them were going for the runs and even india couldn't manage to bat for 50 overs they were bowled out for 329 but in the if we talk about the series as as whole we saw two centurions we saw bester and kl rahul coming back to form and potentially sam curran <laughs> and potentially sam curran if um, if we uh, see england winning there Uh, but both best when kl rahul would have uh, wanted to forget the rest of the tour mm. and they both knocked up centuries in this series we had a couple of 90s as well mm. best and uh, stokes 99 gloved it with keeper deserves it on the bowling front uh, we have a new guy in the indian lineup prasad krishna a new indian debutant breaking records another another one, yeah 
he broke the record of taking the highest wickets. Who even is Axel Patel? I've never heard of him. I've only heard of Prasid Krishna. You're from Gujarat. <laughs> Don't forget that. Don't forget your roots. My Gujarat roots. And probably root is the reason why England is in this situation. Could have had that very important role at number three. Mm. Uh, also in this final game about Morgan splitting his webbing in the second game fielding. True. It was always going to be difficult to win this series decider. Um, a full-strength England English team versus a full-strength Indian team, mm. I'd say it's about 50-50, but in uh, England will probably have a little bit of the upper hand, actually. But then when it comes to a de- slightly depleted English side versus a full-strength Indian side, I don't think England will stand a chance. I wouldn't say full-strength Indian side because we are still missing Boomer and Shami mm. in the bowling lineup, but India has such a bench, uh, bench strength right now that... Mm. Every side looks like a full sense side. Yeah. And again, Prasid Krishna or Siraj in the recent past or Navdeep Sainis, they, they don't look like they're debutants mm. with the experience they are getting from IPL and they look ready as soon as they step on the ground in the international format. Mm. I'm sure that the young English players have the same experiences from the NatWest Vitality T20 Blast. Similar crowds. I think they're happy to the IPL as well. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's true. They do play in the IPL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been a relatively short series compared to the other series mm-hmm. within this mega tour of the subcontinent for England. My man in the series would have to be Johnny Bairstow. Now, this is just for the ODI series, but the part of the reason why he's my man of the series for the ODI series is because of his exploits in the test arena or lack thereof. He put that all aside, stick to what he knows best, which is white ball cricket. That's what he knows best. It's not <laughs> anyone who says Johnny Besto is a good test player would have 5% of an argument because he's an average test, test player. But white ball cricket is what he knows best. The highest run scorer for the series of 219 runs from three innings at 73. Hit a high score of 124 in the second ODI. I think uh, Besto is going to record this this episode, this segment at least, mm. because after, if he listened to the first four or five uh, episodes from us, I think he listened to them. I think he did too. I think he heard our coaching tips yeah. from the VRA Zami number 12, when we have enough players exactly. to be a number 12. Yes, he and listened to me and he decided to shut up shop with his shooting gallery yeah. and burn it down for the insurance money. So, And the ducks are probably in swimming in the water now. In the oven. In the oven. Nice Yorkshire dinner. Who is um, your man of the series? I have to go for with Bhuvi. I think um, he has he is the highest wicket taker in the series. Mm-hmm. I, I hope unless Sam Curran, uh, after hitting the century, he gets out to Shalul Thakur. <laughs> uh, but he is the only bowler, only wicket taking bowler who has an economy of under five in the whole series, mm. where we have seen six or six, five or six innings with 300, 300 plus scores, and no one else has an economy of under five. Everyone else has an economy of more than six uh, in all the three highest scoring games. It's just next level. I have to go for him. Definitely. Definitely. A special mention to Rishabh Pant as well. Mm. He's our man of the tour. All the three series combined with all formats, test T20s and ODIs. He, he has performed everywhere on every format. and Did he get 100 in the tests and the ODIs? 
he didn't get a hundred in the ODIs. No, that is true. He got agonizingly close. close. He would also be my special mention man of the tour. I have another special mention to okay, give out, uh-huh. and that is to the BCCI's media team. Shall we have a round of applause? Pardon? Shall we have a round of applause? Uh, we can have a round of applause. Lord's clapping. Why I say this is, do you remember the ca- the drop catch by Virat Kohli mm-hmm. in the second ODI? Can't, can't forget that. You can't forget that. It was so atrocious, wasn't it? It was. Not according to the BCCI. The BCCI called this Virat Kohli's brilliant fielding effort in the slips. Emphasis on effort. <laughs> <laughs> they claim he caught it, but the ball trickled out of his hands upon the elbow's impact with the ground. In other words, a drop. Great effort. <laughs> Great effort. And four marks on the sportsmanship spirit from Virat Kohli. The sportsmanship spirit, which was getting up off the ground, having a wild throw at the stumps, and then complaining to the bowler that he wasn't backing up at the stumps after dropping a dolly. And this isn't this isn't a singularity thing for Virat Kohli. He mm. has really let his fielding standards slip in recent times. I think I saw a statistic that in T20 since 2018, he has dropped the most catches out of any international player. And partly that's because he plays a ridiculous amount of T20 international cricket, more than a lot of other people, Mm. more than the majority of other people. So therefore he gets those uh, chances and he's in very catching positions. So he also takes a lot of catches. However, there's just no way to spin dropping a dolly and then picking up, aiming for the stumps, missing, and then blaming the bowler. Oh, that's your mistake, mate. Sorry. That's an amazing start. Uh, someone of his caliber mm. having that record of most top catches. And that catch, as you said, it, it was dolly for his standards. Yeah. Feeling at first leg. And it was a very, very important moment of the game as well. Mm. That was the first ball Owen Morgan faced. And if he caught that, England would have lost two wickets in two balls. Mm. And India would have had a chance to claw back in the game. Mm. And... Uh, Talking about BCCI, I think they can be the official diplomats of India. <laughs> the way they put it, put everything. It's, I think the Prime Minister should consider whoever is responsible. Well, he's already naming the stadiums, so... True. I think he can do anything. Yeah. I think so, too. You know who else can do anything? Our favourite player on this show, the King, Carl Mayers. The King, Carl Mayers... Big man. Cut, big man, Carl Mayers. He currently sits at the top of our hundreds rankings. What is our hundreds rankings, you ask? Well, we're about to unveil it right now. It's where we take the hundreds of this calendar year, so from January 1st, 2021, to December 31st, 2021, and we will pit them against each other in a battle to the death to eventually see, on the 1st of January, 2022, who had the greatest ton of them all. We have two applicants to designate today in the ranks, both from the same test, Nikuma Bonner, his maiden century, and Patum Nisanka, a century on debut. So, where would you put this in our rankings? Let's start with Nkumra Bonner. As, as we were talking before, it was a very special century. It was, um, he, he's, a, he's, yeah, well, he's uh, between quotes, he's a young West Indian batsman. And he, he showed the application, he showed the solidity with which he batted. And it's very good to see from from a team like West Indies where they they're not they don't have so many test games and they don't have so much of exposure as well to for someone to show that kind of an application and 
for someone to be of of a different dimension than the usual West Indian players that are produced, like the likes of Bravos or well, Dwayne Bravo, not mm. Darren Bravo, but Pollards and Chris Gales and uh, Brathwaite's uh, those sort of uh, he he's a different league. He's more into the Chandra Pauls and mm. Brian Lara category, maybe not in terms of skill, but in terms of temperament at yeah. least. And so uh, I I rank it quite high. I mean, not not the highest probably because uh, it wasn't a huge score, mm. but I still rank it very high. And I think it should be de- it should definitely be there in the top ten. For the listeners out there, there've been twenty seven international hundreds in the t- in Test cricket this year. This list is for Test cricket. I would have to agree with you to be somewhere around that tenth place mark. So obviously, ate up two hundred and seventy-four balls when they were fighting for a draw in that last day. He went between two modes of trying to get those runs and then realizing probably don't have the power to get to those runs. So let's establish this draw. So he was able to do two tasks at once. It was only really that loss of Carmeas, as we were saying earlier, that put them in a situation where they should start to shut up shop. So yeah, I would have him if we agree in tenth spot. Just below Sean Williams' 151 for Zimbabwe against Afghanistan in March. Perfect. Yes. What about uh, Patham Nisanka? I think uh, you'd say it was a similar sort of innings. What do you think? Yeah, it was a similar sort of innings on debut. Let's not forget that. On debut, young guy averages 61, as we said before, in first-class cricket. However, his 103 came in an innings of 500 and... Sorry, 476, where one other person made a 96 and one person made a 91. Mm-hmm. It was a big scoring innings, whereas in Kumar Bonner's innings, he scored almost half of the team's total in, in a fight for a draw. In the second innings? In the, sec- in, in the, the last, last innings. Last day, yeah. On the last day. So I would have to... I'd put them around the same rank. They're roughly the same quality. However, I think in Kumar Bonner's innings just pips out. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, they can go ahead and score another 100 next week and they can be re-entered into this list. They can have two entries. So let's say by November, Kyle Mayers could be the entire top 10. (laughs) The way he's playing, it looks like it. And we would certainly hope so. Definitely. Well, we have those locked in. Nakuma Bonner at number 10, Patam Nasanka at number 11, just above Rishabh Pant's. Uh, home hundred of a one oh one against England. Perfect. Not winning test. Alrighty, it's time for the long-awaited questions answer segment that we have all been waiting for. We've got a question from Slovenia, Maxi, so you have to answer it. Yeah. So thanks, Dad. His question is: Has there been a better side than the Redbacks to not win a four or one day game? in a season. So the Redbacks are obviously the state team for South Australia in Australian domestic cricket. Um, And this is coming off the back of yet another loss for the Redbacks. They were bowled out for 161, chasing 321 against Queensland overnight. And to begin to answer your question, statistically, yes. The Tigers went winless, so Tasmanian Tigers went winless in the 1984 season. Yet in the Sheffield Shield that year, the first class version, they only lost two of their 10 fixtures. This current Redbacks team, however, have lost three of their seven games they have played so far. That's now eight, one of them, which was a no result, rained off. So three out of seven games played with a ball bowled in them. 
they had lost three out of seven. The Tassie side's loss percentage was at 20%, whereas this Saka team has a loss percentage in the shield of 42%. So statistically, you could argue that they are twice as bad because they lose twice as often versus drawing the game. Player-wise, you can also look at the talent they had. The Tasmanian team, they really had little players of note in their sides. So besides Brian Davison, the big Rhodesian, who played close to 500 first-class games, Cap, uh, keeper captain Roger Woolley, who played two tests for Australia, and a man who some consider to be the fastest of the 80s Windies quartet, the forgotten Patrick Patterson. Compare that to the 2021 South Australian team, and on the other hand, and they have at their disposal Travis Head, ex-test vice-captain, average of 40 in test cricket, Alex Carey, who's next in line for the test keeping gloves. He has an ODI 100 for Australia, an average of 63.8 in the shield over the last two years with three tons. We have a one test veteran bowler in Chad Sayers, who has been tearing up the shield for years. Um, and in the white ball arena, we have the addition of Callum Ferguson, who once upon a time played 30 ODIs for Australia at an average of 41.4 before a knee injury really picked him up. And he obviously played that solitary test against South Africa before the 2016 Hobart debacle. So it depends on how you look at it. If you want to know which team was the best to be bad, um, the South Australian team was the best at being bad, um, but they would probably also be the better side than the Tasmanian side, mm. if you catch my drift. Yeah. Well, Prasuki, what can our listeners do if they want their questions answered? Well, they can leave a comment on this or any of our other videos on any platform or just simply send us a DM on Instagram at the third innings. Exactly. And while you're there, why don't you give us a follow and a subscribe so you never miss an episode or any little clips we put up on our socials. Well, that's all the time we have for today. My name has been Maxwell Charlesov and from myself and my co-host Prasuk Jin, it has been a pleasure having you and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you.